another week. Thank you for joining us at the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to chat about yarn and some witchy stuff with you. I am Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Hooray! Well, we didn't have any news this week. We're actually really excited to have a quiet week, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, life has been busy and exciting. But this week is kind of chill and quiet, which we're liking. That brings us right into finished objects. Did you finish anything? I did. <gasps> I know. It sucks. They're gorgeous. I love them. You yes. are, you've been such a sock knitter. I know. I, well, I've been really busy. So like all of my, a lot of my knitting time has just been like unwinding, relaxing time or like, mm-hmm. well, I've been out and about. So I've been getting some really good sock progress done. Uh, these Those are, are great. The Star Trek socks that I knit for my husband. And these are Brenda mm-hmm. and Heather yarns in the To Boldly Go colorway, which is striping of all of the different Star Trek uniform colors. It's uh, great. It, they turned out really cute. So I'm excited about these. And they're the giant size 14 man socks. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. big old socks. And I love the, li- there's like the little break of black between all the different main colors and the little pop of yellow for their little, I don't know, the communicators, insignia yeah. badges. Communicator. Yeah. I remember famously in my household, um, one year my uncle got a bunch of us nerds, the little flip out ones that were like their little walkie talkies and it made the noise and we were just running, me and my dad were just running around the house all day making noises with them. Nice. Yes, I grew up in the uh, Enterprise years. Is that the, I? No, I just remember it being on in the background. I guess Enterprise John Luke Picard and Captain yeah. Janeway. I remember those two. John Luke Picard is Next Gen, and Janeway mm-hmm. is Voyager. Voyager and Enterprise yes. is after both of those. Never mind. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, and Deep Space Star Nine would have been when you were gl- growing up too, which is my favorite. One. We did. We didn't watch that one. I don't remember. I was too busy being a Xena fan to pay attention to uh, Star Trek. <laughs> but anyway, digression. Lovely Star Trek socks. They're, they're beautiful and the colors are great. Yes. Chad's excited about them. I like these. Now that, they've been, now that they've been shown off, they can go on his feeties. Yes. Now he's allowed to wear them. Yay. Mm-hmm. I finished things, but I can't show them because they're secret colorways. I finished a bunch of little hexies, but they're all in the quarter four colorways for the power of the full moon club. I realized that I am going to spoiler the quarter four colorways a little bit because I'm going to knit my half waxing moon with the club mm-hmm. colorways and it will be in photos. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll wait for you to spoil that. I know I just showed Emily before we came on. I think the whole year looks really good, though. It does. I really like how each quarter looks like the season for that quarter. And it's so swirly and cozy. It is. Yeah, I'm excited. That's like the other thing I've been knitting on is my waxing moon. I just did that. So that's what's been the main bulk of my my knitting is the stuff I can't show. Just did a little work on my, or a sweater and my socks. Nice. If you wanted to see those. (laughs) (laughs) uh you can if you want or if you don't want to get them out you don't have to get them out no no they're right here 
This is the Aura sweater. I'm trying to, I want to put some good work in on it so that um, I can get it off my needles before October starts. I, I left the stitch marker in from last week. I oh, look, about you've done a lot. About an inch of peplum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ruffles are lots of, you know, ruffles make for a big stitch count. So ruffles happening. I'm going to be so cute. It looks like I have about two or three inches of ruffle going. And I think I'm going to check it at six inches because the uh, one that you liked of uh, somebody else's project, they did six inches of ruffles. I think that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and match that. So I'm about halfway done with my ruffle and then it'll be on to sleeves. I'm sleeves excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just did a little bit of work on my socks, but they're just a uh, little here. Honeymoon mm-hmm. yarn you got. <laughs> yeah, my honeymoon yarn. Oh my gosh. I literally only did an inch of socks since last week. Pretty much nothing at all. Although I might do some as I go out in public tonight. I might do some more. But just some uh opal stand, you know, mm-hmm. commercial sock yarn. I like it. They're nice. What have you what have you been working on? I worked a bunch on my waxing moon border and I'm not going to pull it out because it's kind of big and unwieldy and it mm. looks the same. I mean, I've just been doing more border on wedges. It looks the same. <laughs> yeah. You were saying you're like most of the way done. I have five and a half wedges to border and then I will be done with that shawl, which is kind of crazy. I've been working on it all year. <laughs> so it's a big old shawl. Uh, Me, and I'm so excited. I have also worked on cart is over full of stuff some new socks because i finished Ooh. a pair of socks so i gotta do new socks right 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 and i finished the star trek socks and i was like chad what socks should i make and should i make socks for me <laughs> or for someone else and i have been making a lot of socks for other people so he was make like make socks for you so I'm making socks mm-hmm. for me and he said I should make myself some space theme socks because I just made him space theme socks. So I'm making myself some porg socks. Porgs. And I'm all like, this isn't my other ball of Brenda and Heather yarns that I had in my stash. So I'm on a Brenda and Heather yarns kick. Uh, so this is a self-striping they have called Problems with Porgs. And I think they've changed mm-hmm. it a little bit since this one that I have. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's more of like a bigger gradient now. But this one is like a stripey kind of porg colored gradient the Mm. tag shows what the color sequence is going to be like oh that's so cute but i thought it would be fun because it's pretty like halloween autumnal colored because Mm -hmm. it's like browns and blacks and whites and oranges so it's kind of halloween i just have like the cuff and a little bit past the cuff right now i think i'm gonna use this yellow um hawthorn for just the heel uh, <laughs> because I don't want to mess up my stripes. Do you think that's nice? I thought that was decent. Yeah, it brightens it up. It's fun. Yeah. And Hawthorne is really nice and hard wearing for socks. If you need extra yeah. yarn for heels and whatnot, I like to use Hawthorne for that. We're both Hawthorne fans. Mm-hmm. But that's really all I've been working on that I can show. I did the Harvest Moon spell post pattern is available on yeah, Ravelry now. I haven't posted the spoiler picture like I usually do because I have I w- was busy with the Kickstarter and I need to knit an eye cord for a drawstring. <laughs> but you can I mean, you can do that. The full moon's not for a little while. That's yeah. I just want I like to get it up so that people have time to knit it. So mm-hmm. I will be posting a picture of that later on. But I did finish that. Awesome. Sneaky FO you forgot to mention. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you acquire anything? 
I did acquire something. So I joined this new online club thing called Sticky Club that my friend told me about. Mm -hmm. And it's a sticker subscription club. And it's really, really cute. It's $10 a month. And they send Mm -hmm. you this little thing, which is like a little organizer. And it's full of Mm -hmm. fun stuff. So I got these witch post-it notes. Oh, my goodness. Those are hilarious. It's a really cute little witch. And she's got like potion bottles and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is a really cute like puffy sticker of like a little Grim Reaper. Mm -hmm. And these are little organizers to put on this like organizer sheets for a binder that they give you to keep everything in so you can keep stuff organized. And then you get a bunch of sticker sheets from different artists. That's like the indie version of um, what I used to do as a child. My mother actually gave it back to me. So I have it right here on my desk. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have my, from the early 2000s, late 90s, my stickopotamus sticker binder. That's awesome. Yeah. A a little binder full of stickers. (laughs) Yeah. That is like this. (laughs) But yeah, they're, they're, I, I think it's fun. They have uh, really cute different artists. I really like this La Nube de Ideas uh, artist. Mm, I think this mm -hmm. is like so cute. These little like sugar skull kind of inspired designs. And little like Cthulhu's and candies and stuff. Oh, and Cthulhu. there's also an official Pusheen sticker sheet in here, oh, which is fun. fun. And he's it's kind of like Haunted Mansion Pusheen. Like this so is scene it- is really specifically Haunted Mansion-y. Like there is a, a mm-hmm. bit of the Haunted Mansion that is like that. So is this just uh, spooky themed because it's spooky season? Yes. Or- oh, okay. Yes. So they're uh, seasonal. There's, yeah, I think that there, there's mm-hmm. like kind of a theme of the month. And uh, this theme was spooky because spooky season, which was perfect for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, they'd also, you can pick different themes. So there's cute, vintage, and some pop, maybe. I don't remember. There's a, there's a third mm-hmm. one, but I did cute, obviously. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, I like to put stickers in my bullet journal. Uh, so I'm going to use all of these in my bullet journal for spooky season. That's so awesome. Yeah. They also work with like independent artists. So I kind of wanted to join and like spy on them and like maybe submit to do smart for them. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clever. So I got that. And then I also got this in the mail from my friend, uh, which was the birthday present, which is this really cute mug with different with different like spooky book titles on it and her friend designed this um so i'll have to get her handle from her because the it didn't it was like from like a direct ship printing company it didn't really come with the artist's name on it or anything so i'm gonna have Mm -hmm. to double check on that but yeah my favorite title of the books on here is ghosts and gaslighting but yeah there's also attic what attic it's not you it's him cooking with garlic and like random it's funny book titles. So it's cute spooky season mug. I love it. I didn't really acquire anything so much as I was a naughty girl and dyed up a skein of Artemis for myself. You just did one. <laughs> so I was really low on stock for my matte sock base. And then like I got kicked out of my house for a week and that kind of just like push my plans back. I should be getting more yarn in today. It's not a big deal. So I just made one skein for me because it's what I had. And you can see it's not even skeined up. It's just a lump because what's the point? Because I'm going to cake it up in like a couple hours here. 
I did dye up some like stuff for the shop, but so like, it's kind of because I had 10, I had one package, I had 10 skeins left. And, uh, just for me and my dyeing style and my equipment, I use, um, restaurant industry shavers and the full-size hotel pans. I like to fit three skeins in at a time. So I was like, Oh, I'll do a batch of nine for the shop. And that leaves one for me. You're so funny. <laughs> oh my God. I'm ridiculous. So that's the really only thing I acquired from my own self. And that's for your waxing moon waxing border. Moon border. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, to doing that. Which and, I am uh, pleased now that I'm so far through mine, it, it's going to use a good chunk of the skein, uh, which is good. When I first started, I was like, this is thin. It's not going to use enough of the skein. But now I'm like, oh, no. Turns out 24 wedges is plenty of distance to cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the coziest cape. I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be good. Well, now that we've overcome that challenge or the greater internet has, we can talk about a cult corner. And today we're going to talk about pentacles. Yeah. Tell me tales, Emily. Yeah. So pentacles are a common symbol. Uh, used for Wicca and witchcraft. It's generally like the overarching symbol associated with those things. Like if you see like a coexist Mm -hmm. bumper sticker, the pentacle is typically the occult neo-pagan one, like the cross is the Christian one. And a pentagram uh, is the five-pointed star polygon that shows the interconnected lines in between the points of the star. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's like a regular five-pointed star shape it just shows those lines and that's what a pentagram Mm -hmm. is we typically call that shape inside of a circle a pentacle because like Mm -hmm. circle pentagram makes a lot of sense and in neo-pagan uh like witchy craft stuff uh we kind of consider each point of the circle of the Sorry, there aren't points in a circle. Each point of the star to be for one of the four elements, uh, water, fire, earth, and air. And the top one is for the fifth element, spirit. And the circle kind of represents like encompassing all things and being eternal Mm -hmm. and all of those things that circles represent. Yeah, I like that. I think it's interesting too how... I know they're different, but in Chinese culture, there's also five elements, the bonus one being metal. Yes. Uh, and they they actually have a couple different ones because there's wood, right? Yeah. The top is wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earth. Yeah. Wood, earth, metal, water, fire. And air. Fire. fire. They don't have yes. air. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It's neat. It is neat. I, it, it's, I think most, most cultures have either four or five ish elements, which makes sense because having a number of elements that you can count on one hand is pretty convenient. Yep. And we just like, kind of like the number five as a species. Cause of this. Cause of that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so the word pentagram comes from a combination of the Greek word for five and the Greek word for a line five lines Mm -hmm. uh and they have been found uh as early as uh 3500 bc on sumerian pottery so that's like super old like way before the greeks um Mm -hmm. and uh from around 300 to 150 bc the pentagram stood as the symbol for jerusalem 
Uh, and it was marked by the five Hebrew letters that spell Jerusalem. And it's so cool. Also associated with King Solomon as like one Mm -hmm. of his symbols. That's super neat. I saw that there was also a Christian association with Mm -hmm. the um, pentacle as well, which is, it's interesting to see how things have changed like in pop culture references. Not that I'm associating ancient Christianity with pop culture, but like it was originally associated with the five wounds of, that Christ got during the crucifixion. And mm-hmm. then of course, like, like everything else, the circle representing the entirety or the wholeness or earth or universe, whatever you like. Yeah. Um, and something that looks out modern day Christians was once a Christian symbol. Yes. And we will talk about how it came to eke out modern day Christians and where that came from. Is it from. satanic panic? Uh, yeah, but it has earlier <laughs> origins than Satanic Panic. Yes. Um, so yeah, in the Middle Ages, it uh, the pentagram was used as a symbol for the five senses or the mm-hmm. five wounds of Christ. Um, it's in a lot of different like medieval manus or uh, illuminations. That's the word I'm looking for uh, of mm-hmm. illustrations and stuff representing both of those things. Uh, and it's also used as a symbol in the poem Sir Gawain and the Green Knights. Uh, the symbol oh, oh. is on Sir Gawain's uh, shield in the poem. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And so later in like the romantic era is when we get into where the satanic association comes from. Uh, Mm -hmm. So in the mid 19th century, occultists started to have different associations for the orientation of the pentagram. So if the pentagram is pointing up with a single point, that is when they say it represents the four elements and it's good and like a harmonious symbol. But Eliphas Levy is the person who like really solidified the idea that like the upside down pentacle was bad in his books Mm -hmm. Dogma and the Ritual of High Magic, which was released in two volumes from 1854 to 1856. And we'll probably talk more about him later in a separate occult corner episode because he is like really influential in terms of a lot of modern magic pagan stuff that we talk about today his Mm -hmm. those books really blended alchemy uh hermetic magic kabbalah and tarot together and it influences like a lot of modern tarot decks Mm -hmm. his system his like magical system is really what popularized the use of tarot cards and the Smith weight deck is heavily influenced by the in- illustrations in his books. Like cool. certain cards are just straight up the illustrations in his books. Neato. Yes. Uh, so this is what he has to say about the upside down pentacle. The flaming star, which when turned upside down is the hieroglyphic sign of the goat of black magic whose head may be drawn in the star and two horns at the top, the ears to the right and left, the beard at the bottom, and it is a sign of antagonism and fatality. It is the goat of lust attacking the heavens with its horns. Uh, And he also says, let us keep the figure of the five-pointed star always upright with the topmost triangle pointing to the heaven, for it is the seat of wisdom. And if the figure is reversed, perversion and evil will be the result." is pretty classic like you have a symbol that incorporates like good and nature and the natural order and then you reverse it and it's the opposite yep 
Yeah, but mm-hmm. so those writings are really where we get the association of the pentacle with satanic stuff. And then once we devolve into like the satanic panic in like the 80s and 90s and everything, people just like hear things and maybe it's the first time they saw that symbol. So then they think that that symbol is always satanic regardless of the orientation. But yeah, before mm-hmm. the 1850s like that, it really didn't have any association with Satan. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And didn't the pentacle become more of a commonplace symbol due to the Smithwaite tarot deck? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Which predates like Wicca because it's also a big symbol in Wicca. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's such an interesting cultural symbol from antiquity going forward and into the into modern modern times. Yep. Yeah. And uh, several of the relationships of the lines to each other do at do become the golden ratio. I'm not going to explain which ones because explaining which lines of the star is really confusing. But if you just look up pentacle golden ratio, there are assorted illustrations showing that on the internet. And we just love things that add up to the golden rate ratio, like visually. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Odd numbers, visually pleasing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, because of the Chinese uh, version of the elements that we were talking about earlier, the pentacle is really important in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture practices. Ooh, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, were we going to talk more about like modern stuff and satanic panic and all that? We can if you want to. That was pretty oh. much what I have. And then I had an illustration to show you in my illustrated occult book that was pretty oh, yeah. sweet. The book that I thought was too big for you to to haul around. But I did it anyway. So this is my <laughs> sweet, giant, illustrated occult magic book. It's good for looking up occult corner stuff. And this is the pages on Eliphas Levy that we were talking about. So there's oh, cool. his sweet. Oh, mm-hmm. I need to actually look at my camera so I can see if I'm showing you it right. Mm-hmm. There's his little illustration of the pentacle. And it's got some Hebrew got letters nice- in there. And then this is his upside down pentacle with their little yeah. feet in there and he really looks like the devil uh tarot card motet he's sweet mm-hmm. <laughs> yep but a lot of uh historians credit this as uh like why we think uh bahamut looks like that mm-hmm. yeah because this yeah. was a really popular book when was that made 1850 I'm going to have to look that up between we were texting about this, uh, the timing of Goya's black paintings, because there's like some some of that stuff going on in there. Yeah, this book and a couple other books I had mentioned that like that really popularized and maybe it's not the origin of it, but like the tarot stuff, because I don't think that he like originated a lot of the tarot symbols, but like really popularized it because it was like widespread. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And I think a big contributor to uh, just pop culturally, the pentacle and the pentagram being thought of as satanic has to do with the the Church of Satan taking the um, the version with the two points facing upward as their symbol, which the modern it's church very is much Satan. a modern thing. <laughs> it's very much a modern thing, but honestly, the Church of Satan is just a group of atheists who are trying to uh, keep maintain the separation of church and state, mm-hmm. which like bless them, mm-hmm. like. Godspeed, warriors. Church of Satan, such solid folks. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's it's more just people being ironic than actual devil worship, the modern Church of Satan. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of view them as analogous to like Pastafarianism. 
I, yeah, I think same, similar kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're, if you don't know about pastafarianism, I, I urge you all to Google that one. It's a real laugh. You can learn about the uh, connection between climate change and the lack of piracy. Yes. As well as the <laughs> flying spaghetti monster. Mm-hmm. Great things. Great yep. things. <laughs> Have you ever thought about becoming a registered like pastafarian or Jedi or like Church of Satan member just for fun? guess so i have i have like been on all of those websites uh Mm -hmm. but i'm pretty atheistic so i probably would never do that (laughs) yeah it's so funny to atheists running a a witchy (laughs) show but that's why like neo-paganism and witchcraft is cool because you can really be any other religion and think about witchy stuff it's just like a make your own spirituality smorgasbord. Yeah. And I like it. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Well, that might be a nice note to wrap up a cult corner on. Yeah, it was friendly. Pentacles, we learned something today. Thank you for teaching us, Emily. Yeah. Sweet. So I guess that's us. it for us. We didn't have any promo. We said we're happy for a chill week this week. And um If you're looking to find out more about this podcast or either of our things that you can go investigate, you can find all of that through fibercoven.com. You can also find our show notes there. Indeed. Also too, like we have an awesome group on Discord if you want to become our patron on Patreon. Mm -hmm. As well as bonus content over there too. Hooray, hooray. Sweet. Thank you guys for hanging out with us for another week. And until we see you again, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Thank you.